Hey there, hi there, ho there. Hello, all you scrump diddly umptious little listeners. Wow, she came out with those nicknames and said, you guys are getting branded now. Welcome to another installment of the Cardinal Podcast. Have I ever said that before? No, but I thought it was fun. I don't know how I um, felt about it. <laughs> Something about it felt really um, corporate. That's what we are now. Cardinal Doll Inc. Cardinal Doll Sellouts. We got an episode for you guys right now. We, we truly do. Um, to preview what's to come, uh, because we're a corporation now and we do previews. We are review reviewing Ginny and Georgia, a Netflix original, but we're not getting to that just yet. So Taylor, what are we doing right now? We're doing our seamless second, which if you're new here, it's this really cool concept where we get seamless and we get themeless, but only for like a few minutes. I don't know where this corporation... I don't know why we're getting all corporate all of a sudden. I know it started with me, but I don't know why. So this week, we're bringing you in. We're reeling you in to the episode. We are the podcast that, like, I don't know. If Apple Podcasts did, you know, a commercial or something for their app or whatever, like, we're going to be one of the previews for it. They're like, this is our top, top subscribed you know, listen to Courage and All Podcasts. I don't know if I would ever want to be on television. It would just be our voice. But, like, what if people... No, no one would care. No, no. I'm like, what if people text me and be like, oh my god, is that you? They wouldn't care. Also, just like, you know, I think you're covering the mic a little bit because I can't, like... Like, in the... Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? I mean, I can hear you perfectly now. Okay, everybody, this week we don't really have time for us to brainstorm to conjugate our own individual same in a second. So we're going to do something a little different. I saw a TikTok this week, a TikTok, um, TikTok tube, TikTube, TikTok-toe, about this girl who, well, not about this girl, about this girl's experience in party culture. And she said, these four questions say a lot about someone. Mm-hmm. And that girl is, one moment, please, I want to give her credit because I'm not a piece of trash most of the time. Sometimes, but not today. Her name is Emily the Perry. I will link the TikTok. In, the TikTok? Oh, my God. I'm done. I, <laughs> I'm retiring. Uh, pension is coming soon. I'll link it in the description. So question number one, who's your favorite Chris in Hollywood? A topic that we've discussed time and time again. And I think we need to discuss which Chris's, you know, are going to be referred to. The Okay, so typically it's the battle between four Chris's. But there's also Chris Rock, who nobody seems to care about. But we have Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris... Pine? Yeah, Pine, but what's what's his last name? The other one? Pratt. Pratt. See, there's a reason why I forgot about his last name. So, it's between those guys. And Chris Angel. Who's Chris Angel? A magician. I don't know. Somebody out there knew what I was talking about. Well, you did name another Chris of, of Hollywood, and I appreciate that. So, on a count of three, um, or on three, I should say since people always get confused with that. 
we should name our Chris of Hollywood. One, two, three, Chris Evans. (gasps) You said Evans. I'm surprised. I love Chris Pine too. Honestly, it would be a tie for me because I love them both. But the thing is, I love Chris Pine for his work. Mm Mm-hmm. But Evans, when he said Gemini Flanagan, I said, ah, I said he can have it all. Chris Evans, he does have that personality. He has the looks. And I mean, if you watch him in interviews, you could see why he's the favorite. He's among the top of the Chris's. I mean, he plays Captain America. The man of honor, for crying out loud. See, Chris Pine, I like him for the work, but Evans, I like for the personality. I think Pine, for me, you know, I think I like him for the work. He has the best work out of all of them, I believe. Not, you know, saying the others don't have any good work, but I like that. I've watched a few interviews with him. I think he's very uh, well-spoken, very nice. You know, he cracks a few jokes here and there. He's, I don't know. I root for the underdog. I feel like he's underrated wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, Quentin Tarantino, I have opinions on him, but he did say that he thinks Chris Pine is among the best actors working in the industry right now. And, and I think that does say something. Is correct. Yeah. In that one instance. Although he, I don't think he's ever worked with Chris Pine. He just knows. I was a little surprised when he said Chris Evans, though. It's just, I saw that Gemini Flanagan thing, and I said, you know what? I'm not a Gemini. I don't know any Flanagans, but. (laughs) So what's your second question for us, Taylor? Emily's second question is, in your lifetime, do you think you're more likely to encounter a ghost or an alien? I'm just going to go out and say alien. Ghosts, I don't believe in them. Aliens, I think they're out there. There might be an alien among us, and we just don't know. Mm, I think that both have the potential to be real. Because, you know, if you want to look at ghosts or whatever, and you want to get all, like, the human soul, and, like, matter cannot be created or destroyed, whatever. But I would rather encounter aliens. Because that whole, like, we're not alone in the universe thing is something that I think about all the time. It just answers more questions, really. Mm-hmm. Like ghosts, you know what a ghost is. You do. Alien, I mean, we have an idea, but we don't exactly know what they are. We don't know how they look in their natural form. Maybe they do look like humans. And maybe they don't. Yeah. And we don't know what their language is, what, you know, how they act, what their body language is, um, where they're from. So many different questions. How they perceive us, you know, did they believe in aliens? Because technically we would be the aliens in their world. Mm-hmm. But usually when people talk about aliens, they're always like, oh, they're so much more technologically advanced. And like we would be little dum-dums. But who knows? Maybe they are more technologically advanced, but it's not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there are a lot of Earth-like planets because nasa talked about it a while back so here's my whole thing i would be as the uh 
shallow person I am, I would be very interested in like the appearance because I'm like, oh, I wonder how your planet's conditions affect the way that you look. Because here mm-hmm. on Earth, we look the way that we look based on where you are geographically. And also, I would like to mention, if you are interested in all the alien, you know, not necessarily civilization, but, you know, humans coming into contact with alien, but, like, on a smart level, I would watch the movie Arrival. I think it's a really great movie. It's all about language, barriers, you know, communication, and all that type of stuff. And if you want some cheesy teenage alien romance, I would highly recommend the 1990s classic Roswell. (laughs) I would not recommend E.T. Never seen it, never will. Um, Scared me as a kid, so sorry. Next question. Um, If you had to murder a beloved actor or actress... Who would it be and why? Whatever my answer is, um, and because I'm saying this, and this is going out on the internet, a very public uh, place, please do not take this personally. Let's talk about the interpretation of the word murder. Yeah. I would say murder their career. Like, you can't be in, like, blacklist. You can't be anything anymore. Because I would never kill anybody. Because I could not think of anybody that I want to murder. Exactly. I don't want, I don't dream about the act of murdering. So when I was trying to explain myself, I was like, (laughs) okay. Um, So murder their career. Like, they can't be in anything anymore. And it has to be an actor or an actress. Or an actress, yep see do you have an answer because i'm still thinking Mm, i need to like brainstorm for a second all right so what controversial actor and actress are we thinking about today you know i don't really need their movies or tv shows in my life anymore Mm. they don't really make an impact because some people might say scarlett johansson i don't scarlett has said some questionable things there's no doubting that but she's just She's a good actress. I'm sorry. She just is. Um, I think I have an answer. All right. What's your answer? This is so bad because I've watched movies with this person in it. And it's not that I'm like, ooh, I don't like this person. It's just every movie that they're in, they always have to have like a British accent or they sing. And I'm like, why is this person always singing? Elle Fanning. I knew you were going to say Elle Fanning. I knew it. Oh, I don't know how you could do this to me. No. But the thing I mean, is, I, I do want to say, like, I do appreciate some of the things that she's done. I just think it's weird that they not put her in the same roles again and again, but, like, these same characteristics keep happening. Because I heard mm-hmm. that Catherine the Great was good. I heard that as well. I think she was nominated for, like, a Golden Globe. If I'm not mistaken. But I'm not hating on a queen. I do like her and I like some of her work. I just wish they switched it up every now and then. Um, so I actually have an answer and it's quite coincidental. Considering we would we just mentioned this person briefly. Um, I would choose Chris Pine. So Chris Pine, if you guys don't know, he's considered like the funny Chris of Hollywood. He was in Parks and Rec. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's in, he's been in serious roles, but he's always kind of the funny guy, and it's kind of it's he's kind of just cringy in my opinion in the roles, like 
whenever he plays characters, they're always annoying. And I'm like, maybe if we just, like, murdered his career, maybe we would, like, be murdering these tropes in these movies. And also, Chris Pine has just said things and supported things that I don't particularly agree with, and he never takes responsibility for his actions. So, that's my reasoning. Mine is about singing and accents, and yours is about serious. <laughs> I I don't agree with yours, but I understand your reasoning. Elle Fanning, out of all the people. I just think any movie Poor where Elle. they make her sing, I'm like, Why? I don't think I've seen a movie with her singing. I've seen multiple with her singing. And I'm like, why? I I will say, I don't like it in television shows when they have an actor. And it's not a well-known actor. But they have a singing career on the side. So, of course, they have to somehow incorporate some type of musical thing in the show. That makes no sense. Uh, Walking Dead, I'm talking to you but also if i were to you know what l baby you can have your career back because i do like some of this stuff cole sprouse oh okay not dylan not dylan that's our after king Uh, my actual everything and that's on the short film daddy uh anyway (laughs) freaking cole so i watched his 73 questions with vogue or whatever Mm. and i was just was he that like off i know that that's his personality he does give me the whole i'm weird i wear a beanie or you know i think the i think riverdale has really taken a toll on those people they're they're starting to embrace those people in real life i think i just don't like that whole he has this like little bit of like pretentiousness to him that kind of rubs Mm -hmm. me the wrong way so, L, never mind. You're employed. Keep making seasons to Catherine the Great. Uh, love you, girl. No, I, in that moment, that. I kind of forgot every actor that existed. I know. I was trying to think of actors that were problematic and that I didn't like them in movies whatsoever. And Chris Pratt just happened to be the first person that came to mind. Some I can't say because I would get hate, so. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of somebody else and I was like, yeah. Because some people, I just that. don't like them for no reason. Mm-hmm. We all have those people. Come on. Like, don't be trying to act woke on Twitter. So we have one more question. Yeah. So this one's a little confusing. Okay. Because I don't know how we would answer this question. Okay. Who in this room, who in my room and your separate room, because we're not together, um, would you eat first given the opportunity? So which item in your room would you eat first if you were stranded? Um, if I was stranded, I would eat, like, a pillow. Like, you can take the fluff out and eat that, I guess. I mean, that's a choice. Uh, sure. I'll I'll, I'll eat a pillow. Mm, let's see. What's calling out to me right now? You know, I'm sure this isn't a smart choice, but I did buy a paper shredder the other day and shredded a bunch of paper. So I'd probably just eat like the paper. I thought you were going to say the shredder itself. I was like, it's going to be a little difficult. Um, I don't know that my esophagus can handle that, but the little shreds of paper, 
I mean, I don't think it's smart to eat pillow fluff, so um, do not try this at home, kids. Um, but I think we really learned a lot about ourselves through mm-hmm. this experiment, through this uh, trivial questionnaire. Thank you, Emily the Perry. Thank you, Emily. Can I call you M? I will. We're good friends now. What if she said no? No. <laughs> and then I would, um, in the next episode, publish my apology. Um, anyways, now that we've done that, that fun little activity, we're going to move on to our Ginny and Georgia review. Oh, what, a, what a show. Oh, Jenny. Oh, Georgia. Oh, Ginny. Oh, Georgia. It took us a while to figure out which one was Ginny and which one was Georgia, but we got there. I think it's because, I'm not going to lie, we both talked about this. Before watching it, we had seen stills of the show, like a few... A few Tic Tacs here and there. But, like, neither of us really had a lot of background info. And I genuinely thought the mom was one of her friends. Yeah, so, um, whenever I had seen clips of it on TikTok, it was always of Georgia. No, not Georgia. Jenny, oh my god. Jenny is the 15-year-old kid. Jenny is the kid. So and Georgia's Miss Mama. Mm-hmm. So, Jenny was always in the clip. It was never Georgia. But I knew there was a Georgia involved, obviously. And I was thinking, maybe this is just a little friend, you know, it's the adventures of two friends in high school. And then I went on Wikipedia. And it said the synopsis was um, a 30-year-old mom... Uh, Brings her 15-year-old daughter and brother to a new town. And they start their lives over. And I was like, 30-year-old mom. And not saying that's, un- like, it's not uncommon for, you know, people have children young. But, like, this person, the actress who plays Georgia, can I just say, you are so beautiful. And you just, you look, you really look 16. Especially in the pictures. I was like, oh, it's her bestie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like the dynamic of, you know, having the young mom have a teenager. Because you don't see that in, you see teen moms in TV shows. But it's mostly, you know, the whole storyline of, oh my goodness, I'm pregnant. I have to raise a child now. No, we, we skipped all that. I mean, kind of. We also we skipped it in uh, P.S. for Pregnant. We did. <laughs> but, but... You know, we got to the teenager part. Like, she's a teenager. We barely saw Jenny grow up. Mm-hmm. We didn't even see Austin grow up. Poor Austin. Just put in the background. You know, this show, I was, like, surprisingly into it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things that I wasn't really vibing with. But as a whole, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I was texting you the first, when I was watching the first few episodes saying, I think I like this question mark question mark and like you said they were some of the things I'm not a big fan of and I'll just put it out it out there I told you this I do not like it when tv shows rely on big events to make up an entire episode because in some ways it makes it feel like the event becomes the main plot of that episode 
but the true main plot takes the back burner and doesn't really have a big reveal till the end of the episode. And I don't really like that. I think good TV shows just know how to make a continuation of the main plot and a few subplots. I liked that this show kept things pretty realistic, especially for the age group that they were working with, because all of the kids in the show are either sophomores or like seniors, uh, but there are party scenes and they're not these big budget gossip girl, vampire diaries, cotillion (laughs) parties. Like they're just regular parties and people aren't doing like heroin. They're just smoking weed. And I said, Mm -hmm. wow, realistic. And even with like the fundraiser that Georgia plans, you know, originally this town, they always have a little bake sale to raise money for the schools, for the students, for the kids. But Georgia's like, let's do a casino night. And they do have a casino night. But it's Mm -hmm. not this big Vegas production. It's just a room with a few tables. Like it's realistic. It's It's like a realistic budget budget for a town. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say the dialogue, especially with the teenagers, pretty cringy at times, but honestly, it's what I expect from teenagers who live in this modern era, but they definitely aged the show. If somebody watched this 30 years from now, they would not understand half the references. Some of the references, I was like, dang, they're talking about this? I haven't thought about this in in some time. Logan Paul? Look, I know... And that's a Georgia thing. She was like, I know Logan Paul. I'm like, oh, the 30-year-old trying to understand YouTube drama. And she she knew what she was doing. She was trying mm-hmm. her very, very best. I also, I told you about this. I like that the show touched on issues without turning it into an entire episode. Like the We're issues just existed. <laughs> Like, rather than there being a whole episode of, oh my god, self-harm, like, it's just, it's happening, you know? It's kind of like, not trying to say, like, oh yay, self-harm exists in real life, woo! Like, no, but it's happening in the way that it would in real life. Like, when people Mm -hmm. are going through things, it's not like, oh, 30 minutes and mom comes in and says, baby, let's get you some help. Like, no, it's just Mm -hmm. happening. Like, one girl, she has an eating disorder, and... They don't ever talk about it. They never bring it up. But you can kind of put it together based on the situation, on context. Like, there's a scene where she is taping her thighs to, like, make them look more shapely or whatever. And her legs are in insecurity because that guy's, like, whale legs. And I'm like, disgusting. And then at this party, there's a scene where she's in the bathroom and someone's knocking to get in. And you don't see her throw up. Like, you can tell she's bulimic. But she's just, like, washing out her mouth and, like, drying the tears up and walks back out. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I appreciate that these events are things that people can relate to because obviously no. But I appreciate the way they chose to depict it. It didn't feel um, after school specially. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like 13 Reasons. Because 13 Reasons kind of did that. Where it was, every time a serious issue would come up, you know, they would have talks with one another and be like, do you need help? We'll get you some help. And while I'm saying that's a very good thing to do, you know, go into somebody like, you need some help. It's just not, it it doesn't ever, it's 
happen that smoothly sometimes. It didn't feel gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Because, like, 13 Reasons, listen, we all know that that show has a special place in both of our hearts. But theirs, it felt like they were trying to squeeze as many issues as they could into one episode. It would be, like, abortion, self-harm, suicide, drugs. But, like, this it was just happening in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I will say I appreciate about this show, and it did feature a pop culture reference, which I understood. Um, but I also appreciate the message. So... It's revealed in one of the later episodes that Georgia was abused by her stepdad. And um, Jenny says, um, I, uh, Jenny says something along the lines of like, well, I think that's why you're strong. And Georgia looks at her and she's like, I am not a Game of Thrones character. I am strong because of who I was strong before I was abused. I just happened to uh, rise up from that. And, you know... They say that because there was this big thing in the last episode, not last episode, last season of Game of Thrones where Sansa, who was uh, sexually assaulted, she said to somebody, if it wasn't for that man sexually assaulting me, I would still be a little girl my entire life. And I was like, no, you, you were grown before him. You just went through this terrible thing. You're not the person you are because of him. And I appreciate that. The show said that. I didn't appreciate the reference to Jenny being a John Mayer stan. This right <laughs> here really rubbed me the wrong way. Because our girl Jenny, she's a biracial girly just like me. I am also a biracial girly. And she is talking about how she DMs John Mayer all the time. And her boyfriend in the show is like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like teasing her about it in a playful way. And she's like, you don't understand. John is everything and I said for somebody who is so racially aware and who makes all of these these points in class about race and feminism you don't know know about your boy's background I didn't even know about that whole thing until you brought it to me and when I read that interview I was thinking this is so disgusting like I didn't like him to begin with and also his music is not that good everybody let's be honest um yeah, she she kind of plays, you know, the woke person in the first few episodes, mm-hmm. I would say. And then she goes and says something like this. And then she says, this is the line that got the show in trouble a little bit. It caused a lot of controversy. Um, she tells Georgia, you go through more boyfriends than Taylor Swift. Listen, it's and annoying, but I don't think it's that serious. I wasn't a fan of it just because it gives me slut shaming vibes and taylor swift called them out saying this is just a very old joke that you're personally attacking me once again and i will say some taylor swift stands out there y'all are wrong for doing this y'all came for the actors you just can't come for the actors for saying stuff like that and then the whole this whole thing came about where people were starting to defend the writers and i was like you can't defend the writers for saying something like that it's just not I personally don't like it it's not um but it really shows her hypocrisy because she has this yeah whole, and by her I'm talking about Jenny not Taylor Swift uh her hypocrisy because she has this whole rant in class about women and women's responsibility and how they're viewed and stuff and I'm like but you said that but it makes sense because she's 15 and when you're 15 you're dumb 
And also, she was talking to her mom, and she was angry. And But we also talked about, you know, towards the end of the season, Georgia and Jenny, you know, they're battling it out. They got some fights among them. And I said, if I said any of this stuff to my mother, I don't think I would have a brain anymore because my mother would have slapped it out of me. I would have been a part of the foundation of the home. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, once again, as a biracial girly, uh, the biracial representation. And I know some people are going to come and be like, you have Zendaya. But I'm like, listen. <laughs> Zendaya, is that it? That's no lit- that, but that's like the person that people use is like, you have Zendaya. Or, like, Tracy Ellis Ross, I guess. But this show actually touched on some things that are realistic to the biracial experience, specifically. I think you were like, who says that? Who asks these questions? And I was like, girl, it happens. Well, no, when I said that to you, I was saying it as, like, what kind of a person would ask? I mean, I believe it would happen. But it's very common. That's the yeah. thing. Like, growing up, I had people say, what are you? Like, all the time. Or mm-hmm. things like, wow, you look exotic. Or is your mom black? Or is your dad black? And I'm like, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. And I like that they brought those issues up. Because I feel like a lot of times in shows, I'm not going to say movies, because I feel like I don't see this in movies a lot, but in shows, when you have a biracial character they'll do like one episode where the person is like struggling with their identity and where they fit in in a community which is a real struggle as well and she talks about not being black enough for the black kids or white enough for the white kids that's real too um this show it kept with it like the whole way through Mm -hmm. even though there were things that she said that I like disagreed with not to invalidate a queen's experience but there were times when I was like girl chill out but I mm-hmm. do have a question. Mm-hmm. Bracia, who is one of the girls at the school, she I think she's on soccer and like leadership or something. Mm-hmm. When Jenny first starts at the school, she, like Bracia's like, oh my gosh, you should like get involved with blah, 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 you know, student welcoming committee type vibes. And Jenny kind of blows her off to go hang out with the white girls mm-hmm. and uh, the Asian girl, Nora, who nobody they did not give that girl a plot. I'm sorry. They gave her nothing to work with. Everybody else has struggled, but Nora's life is perfect. They said, I'm adopted, and that's it. Uh, But, and halfway through the season, when the Halloween episode, Jenny is trying to, like, kind of be Miss Popular and, like, extend herself to everybody. And she's like, Bracia, you should come to the Halloween party. And Bracia comes to the Halloween party. And she's very judgy. And I'm kind of like, but why? I mean, do you, rem- do you remember why she said she was judgy? Well, like... towards the end she's like you hang out with the white girls which i'm I'm, i get it like have a diversified friend group but that should be something that you do subconsciously and not like you know do you get what i'm saying you shouldn't have to make an effort is is that or i don't think like friendship and this is not me trying to be controversial or whatever i don't think like in your head you should be like okay so i need one black friend one asian friend one hispanic friend Mm -hmm. one blah, blah 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 like make connections with who you make connections with but have that in mind. Yeah. Like, look at your circle for a second. Yeah. I mean, I think what she was also most bothered by 
because she didn't, she asked um, Jenny what she was dressed as. She was like, well, I'm Britney Spears. And she was very, like, put off by that. And it was later revealed. But, like, I mean, you could probably catch on to it. She just, she was like, well, I can't dress up as Britney Spears. I can't put on a blonde wig and dress up as Britney Spears. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a that. colorism skin tone issue, which is like legitimate. But at the same time, I'm like, if she really wanted to be Britney Spears, I believe Bracia could be Britney. She could. She could wear that red jumpsuit if she wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, her character was just like in and out, though. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I think why she, is she not here? That's why I didn't like she. They kind of just put her in just for that reason. Just to be like. Uh, we need to we need to teach Jenny a lesson mm-hmm. about race, and that was just about it. And then she gets another lesson from her boyfriend in quotation marks, uh, Hunter. Hunter. He, listen, this boy looks like a Henry to me through and through, and I will stand by that because I called him Henry so, the entire time. So if if Henry is dropped, that is Hunter. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So Hunter Henry, they're in a little. Th- fight they're in a little spit spat oh this is not little this is about this this essay contest at the school and hunter goes up gives his it's good you know whatever it's a little on the safe side Mm -hmm. but it's it's not wrong he follows the parameters he follows the rules like you said he's safe with it which is a part of being in school sometimes it's not about what's the most artistic it's about like who can follow the rubric especially when you're in high school and you're doing this like colleges might look at you you kind of just have to be safe with some of this stuff Mm -hmm. and then jenny goes up and gives the slam poem uh inspired by her father who took her to a poetry reading and it's great it's well received it's emotional it's raw but the teacher, who has his own racist issues, uh, is like, you know what, Hunter, you, c- congratulations. Mm-hmm. And Jenny is like, no, there's no hard feelings. And then later on, she she goes through her uh, mid-season I'm a narcissist phase. Uh, when she said, um, I deserve to win to the winner, I was like, that's bold. I'm like, Girl. I mean, you can, you can feel a certain way. You can think a certain way, but to say that to the person who won... And who is your boyfriend? Like, where do you think you stand here? And he's like, listen, your po- your poem was great, but it didn't follow the directions. And he's trying to, like, be nice about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she goes on this tirade about being a woman of color and him who is he's also biracial mm-hmm. and she's basically invalidates his experience based on like stereotype racial stereotypes he's she's like asians are viewed as smart and hardworking and efficient and da 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 and black women are viewed as loud and aggressive and da 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 and like while those stereotypes do exist i don't think her simplifying him like in his life and his experience was right at all i think it it really bothered me because she's basically saying, well, a positive, stere- like, a positive stereotype is a good thing. And it's mm-hmm. not. It's a stereotype through and through. No stereotype is good. 
you can have a positive and a negative one, but that doesn't mean it's good. And that's what she was, like you said, simplifying him to. And I really felt for him there. And it kind of reminded me of, um, not that that these are the same exact spirits, but like, remember in To All the Boys 3, she goes to uh, Korea and she's like, doesn't, like, she's kind of confused on where she belongs. And that's because she doesn't have her mom with her. But she has her white dad, but she's like, I just don't know if I fit here or there. And that's where he kind of comes in. He's like, I go to where I'm from and I still feel out of place. Like, I feel in place, but also I feel out of place at the same time. And that's the biracial yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. And through she, and through. And she doesn't think that he experiences that. So, yeah. And... They they have a whole stereotype back and forth. I'm glad that he clapped back, though. Because mm-hmm. he was like, if I was living in Taiwan, I would be serving in the military at 19. And, like, he just names the stuff off. And I'm like, put her in her place. She, honestly, she deserved it. I mean, she was... she Jenny, I liked you in the beginning. But, like, like you said, halfway through, you just turned around completely. She I had know, a like, little power trip. I know life is tough for you, but, girl... You need to be put in your place sometimes. I'm glad he called her out. And she was kind of... One of the big problems I had with the show was that they had characters that just kind of like Bracia were in and out. And I'm like, either make this person like fit in the storyline or just don't mm-hmm. have them there. Because Hunter was in and out. Uh, Marcus who is Max, we didn't even talk about the squad, Mang, there's um, Maxine, Abby, Nora, and then Jenny. Mm-hmm. And then there's that other girl who I can't stand, like Sarah oh, or something. I can't remember her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name. But they bring him in and out, like Marcus is Max's twin brother, and he's kind of, you know... He's, he's the bad boy next door. Yeah, he's the bad influence. I did love that they did the typical trope of, like, I can look out my bedroom window when he's there. Like, something about that trope. I know it's corny, but I love it. But going into this show, because I had mostly seen scenes from the show with Marcus and Jenny. So I thought this was going to be, like, a main plot of the show. I thought we were going to, like, every single episode had something to do with Marcus and Jenny. Very secondary. And Marcus would, like, show up every once in a while and be like, oh, yeah, remember me? You lost your virginity to me. But surprise, I lost my virginity to you, too. But he was trying to be all cool. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go home now. And he lied about it. And, like, something about that, I'm like... I'm kind of glad, though, that they didn't make the whole season, like, virginity. I appreciate that, but I also don't like how the show made it seem like that was going to be the big deal. Because it just went away for a long time and then came back in, like, episode seven. Because episode one, so you got the pilot episode. This is supposed to set up the entire show. It starts out by saying, my mom had me when she was 15, and so now she's super strict on me losing my virginity. She's super strict on sex and all that. So I was like, oh, is this where this show is going? And I was like, okay, this is what we're going to get. And then Jenny loses her virginity first episode. I was like, wow, we just, okay. Straight out the gate. 
Okay, cool. And then episode two, never mentioned again. Episode three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, yeah, you get it. And then maybe like seven or eight, it's like, oh yeah, remember this? Because it all comes back to the surface because Abby, who is in the, the squad, catches Marcus and Jenny in a romantic embrace. And she said, I can't believe you do that to Maxine. Because Maxine's going through a breakup. And although Katie did not like Max, listen, I know Miss Girl, like her brother said, he said, you have boundary issues. But something about her attitude towards things, I just thought was very funny. I thought she, at times, was the typical, you know, I'm politically woke friend. And also, I'm part of the LGBTQ community, which, like, that's great to have that representation. But at the same time, again, it's, you're doing that to a side character. And I don't know. I could get into that whole thing, but. I think they did it on purpose, but she's from Degrassi slash Degrassi Next Class. And I talked about that last episode. I was like, oh, my God. And in that show, she has a racist scandal. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's accidental, but it's still. Yeah, but I don't know. I liked her sometimes, and then other times I was like, you're too loud. My least favorite was Abby. Abby, I don't know. I'm indifferent about her because I totally understood where she was coming from when her parents were going through a divorce, and all people could talk about was, like, Max and that one girl she was dating – and their breakup, and then Jenny comes along, and she kind of becomes the main focus. And I liked how she called them out, saying, like, you guys were bad friends. Whenever I asked if we could talk, you just kind of blew me off. And I like that. And Jenny comes out and says, well, sometimes you're a B. And I'm like, and she got slapped in the face, and I was like, right floor is home. She should have gotten slapped. I will say with Abby, though, she just kind of read as fake to me. Because the first time that Nora, Jenny, and Abby hang out before Jenny has her her let me be a narcissist half the season moment, they go shopping. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. And, like, the whole shoplifting situation, Abby's like, wasn't me. But with Abby, like, I know she was going through a lot with her, like, body image stuff and her parents' divorce. And she, she wants her support system. But in a way, this was kind of realistic. She she did she never said, like, my dad's moving out. I need support. She was like, does anyone want to hang out? Hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that they were bad friends in the situation. But they didn't know the gravity of it. But there was a scene when they were in school and she asked if they could if she could talk about something and they just like completely blew her off again that's a bad friend moment but the not hanging out part yeah yeah i completely get that it's just and i'll say this again i think this is realistic but this is not a good thing this is such a toxic friend group at its finest i think all groups are yeah they would talk behind each other's backs all the time whenever abby would ask to hang out Max would be like, I can't stand her right now. I don't like this. And then they would be texting the group chat and then they'd be all be texting individually. Like that was so my friend group in high school and it's unreal. It just brought back so many memories. I was like, ooh, I hope I never have to go through this again. But we barely touched on the 
like the real drama of the show, Georgia herself. Georgia's a killer. She is mm-hmm. cold blooded, but she does it out of love. Out of her. love. I like Georgia. Come for me. I do too. With her little wolf's bane plant. She said vampire diaries. She's honestly like probably my favorite character. My favorite character. I don't know. Or I was going to say Joe, but he, again, he kind of just. Oh, Joe. Oh my God. I wish they would have given him more focus. I was in love with him. If Netflix doesn't cancel this show. Don't manifest hopefully. it. Please put Joe in more because I think Joe and I think Joe and Georgia deserve to be together. The mayor, I'm so sorry. So basically, she starts dating the mayor because she needs that money mm-hmm. because Miss Girl just moved into this ritzy part of town, and that's kind of how she grew up. It's like male connections to help me out situation, mm-hmm. and. She starts dating the mayor, and at first it's purely a convenience thing, and then she starts to actually have feelings for him. But that mayor, he just isn't it to me. He's just basic white boy. Boring. He really is. He said, I can provide for you, but you're not going to have a fun life, darling. Exactly. And then you have Zion, who is Jenny's dad. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, like, super artistic love. and, uh, like, cool, 35. 30- 33-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's fine, too. But Joe, the history of it all, ugh, I can't. So, basically, the entire show uh, features flashbacks from when Georgia uh, first got pregnant with Jenny. Um, you know, she was in a motorcycle gang. And during this time, she was in the bathroom. That's when she found out she was pregnant. She was in this park bathroom. And she comes out, and there's this, uh, like, field trip going on. And they're all eating lunch. And Joe is, this is teenage Joe, sitting by himself at lunch. And he offers half of his sandwich, which I think was already so adorable. And, you know, they start talking. They bond over a few things. And that's when I saw the... uh, his high school is the name of the town. It was mm-hmm. on his shirt. And I was like, is that Joe? Is that Joe? And they the haven't... horses. And the horses. And the, the Ray-Bans. So he gives her a really nice pair of Ray-Bans. And she kept them the entire time because it was the first nice thing she ever owned. And we were both trying to figure out if in like present day they knew each other from their past and what I said was I think Georgia knows that that's Joe from way back when but Joe hasn't made the connection that that's Georgia because like now Joe owns this restaurant in town this farm to table bougie restaurant um and he starts talking about how he has horses and Georgia's like oh you finally got the horses that they talked about when they were kids briefly and he's like, yeah. He's like, how do you know that? And he names off the horses, and one of them's name is Milkshake, which is what Georgia said her, like, imaginary horse's name would be. Mm-hmm. And when he finally does make the connection, it's when Jenny shows this pair of Ray-Bans. He's like, this is a nice pair. And she's like, yeah, my mom, like, she was given these when she was a kid or whatever. Um and she starts talking about, like, something specific they had mentioned to one another. 
that only they two would know. This was a moment, I swear, I was going to tear up. I was like, because the moment he realizes that this is the same Georgia and the fact that she kept these Ray-Bans for so long and for sentimental reasons, I was like, oh my goodness. And he almost confessed his feelings for her. He almost did. See, but how is like a handsome bachelor like Joseph, like how is he still on the market? He only focuses on the restaurant. He, he said, I just love work. Yeah. But I do wonder if they would get together, how would that work out? What would happen with the mayor? I mean, she would have to call off the engagement or kill him. See, I hope it doesn't come to that because I don't think he deserves to be killed. Maybe Cynthia will kill him. Cynthia's got her own life going on. <gasps> oh my God. That reveal of her husband we all got something going on that nobody knows about exactly and okay i need to talk about this little subplot which isn't super important but it was very reminiscent and i told you so georgia's son austin you know he's in elementary school and people really pick on him because he's kind of weird he wears these fake harry potter glasses and okay when he brought in the letters from his dad in quotation marks to show and tell i did kind of get emotional he's so i thought austin was like the sweetest character when it was uh first real like oh he's obsessed with harry potter i was like i relate to that and he, he would always make references and his little escape was you know reading books and going on vacation and when he would ditch class and go out in the woods and he would yell like expelliarmus i was like this is so cute and they boosted this little boy up so much. Anytime people would pick on him, they'd be like, you are magic, okay? And I'm like, I, th- not me about to get emotional. Hold up. I'm not trying to be like, my childhood was horrible. But like, if I would have had that, I feel like I would have turned out as a different person. Yeah. And we don't know the exact background of his biological father. We just um, know he's in jail and that he was framed by georgia mm-hmm. and georgia keeps writing the letters to austin there's a big mystery there that i hope we get to in season two because a part of me thinks like is he in jail like there's a, there's something fishy because when she when jenny finds out about the letters she tells austin or no austin finds out and he tells jenny and she's like you She's not going to keep you from, we're going to mail these. And I was like, ooh, Jenny, Jenny, there's probably a good reason she's not mailing these letters. And when Georgia finds out, she is, like, scared. She's not angry. She's scared. She's like, did you put our return dress on him? He's probably dangerous. Yeah. And I know it's like she's 16 and all, but I'm like, oh, my goodness. Just, like, have a brain for once. Come on. I mean, and... It's, ugh, it makes me so angry. But she's a child, and, like, that's mm-hmm. what I keep going back to, because I'm, like, in her head, she's not thinking logically, oh, maybe there's a reason my mom didn't send these out. She's thinking, she just wants to keep Austin's Secrets. dad from him. But at, at the school, you know, Austin, the picking becomes too much. And this little boy, who happens to be Cynthia's son, kind of riles him up by speaking ill on his mama. Mm-hmm. And he sharpens that pencil and stabs it through that hand. And it was a very big 
Big Little Lies moment. Oh, yeah. Because Cynthia, 100% Renata, season one. Because Renata, mm-hmm. season two, but season one. Perfect. Uh, and then, clearly, Georgia is Reese Witherspoon. Like, hello, mm-hmm. duh. But I just, it took me back. And today, when I was working at the library, I was like, I'll check out Big Little Lies. I didn't, but I think I might this weekend. I Just to revisit. Yeah. Um, but... I was also going to mention how this series really started. So it starts with the death of uh, Georgia's third husband, um, Kenneth, who it's revealed the first episode that she killed him because he was predatory. Yeah. And she saw that and she said, you want a smoothie, dear? And she just was like, gonna give you a heart attack while you drive and he dies and she's like I'm gonna take his money and we're gonna go somewhere else and of course Jenny doesn't like this because she's had to move so many times in her life and when Jenny finds this out because a PI um reveals it to her I will say Jenny did defend her mom she said my mom would never do something like that even though she fully knows why her mom did that we had the flashbacks jenny puts it together oh she saw what was really going on so she doesn't she doesn't you know rat out her mom but she is clearly very upset she runs away with austin where are y'all gonna go i don't know um but the entire second half of the season after georgia's sister comes to town it's revealed her parents are alive uh, Georgia has been keeping secrets from her kids for good reasons. Um, Jenny just, that's when Jenny just kept getting annoying. Insufferable. She's like, at least I don't keep secrets from you. I'm like, girl, please. Look in the mirror and tell that lie again. Why does Georgia need to tell her daughter every single detail of her childhood? I'm sorry. Like, I'm not a mother. I'm not. But... Clearly, if she lied about these things, it was for good reasons. I think, I understand her being upset, Jenny being upset about not knowing, like, that her grandparents are alive and that she has this, like, other side of the family. Because the I think the, the real issue is withholding information, not necessarily, like, lying. But if Georgia would have just said, hey, my parents, not good people. Mm-hmm. like you don't want to be in their company all that could have been avoided I mean even Jenny's dad said you know you just don't want to meet these people because he met them once so I see that part and then but obviously Georgia doesn't tell her about her very first husband which she basically used she basically married to keep herself out of jail and to keep Jenny, because uh, she was <laughs> she was uh, she had an underground gambling ring. Um, that Casino first husband, night one Yeah, that first husband creepy, but creepy. he was like creepy in a Dan Schneider kind of way. At first, I thought he was like adorable, but obviously too old for her and too pushy. Because I thought she was still a teenager at that point. And she was... I'm pretty sure she was. She would have been like 17 because Georgia was what? Maybe two. Or Jenny was what? Maybe two. Yeah. And he was 
a fully 30-year-old man. So how they even got married legally, I don't know. I mean, it's different in different states. I guess. <laughs> um, and he was like, we gotta watch the next Lord of the Rings, but we gotta watch it twice because so much goes on. What a... What a and what he a wouldn't let her leave. No. Because he knew she would run. Mm-hmm. So she poisoned him. She said, that's my signature. She said, y'all have heard of kissing Kate Barlow? I'm, um, Poison Polly. I mean, in Game of Thrones, they do say poison is a woman's, uh, weapon. So. And they're, they're just now catching up to her 15 years later. Mm-hmm. She said, so, I'm slick like that. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder, is the mayor next? Is something going to happen? I just think he looks like an older version of Bryce Walker, and I just don't need him in my life. Um, I will say, when they brought Marcus back into the chat towards the end, after his motorcycle accident and his concussion, it reintroduced the whole motorcycle back in it because we learned from the jump that miss jenny knows how to ride mm-hmm. probably because her, her mom dad. was in a biker gang her dad is a cool dude you know she got mm-hmm. that biker blood in those veins the last straw comes and she says i'm running away from home me and my baby brother mm-hmm. we're hopping on the bike and i hated that that's how they chose to end the season and why did she take the jacket with her she was like, I, I hate my mom so much. I'm going to take away something sentimental to her from her. Imagine if she just took a scrapbook. <laughs> you can't have the pictures anymore, mom. I'm taking her favorite spatula from the kitchen to make her life just a little bit more inconvenient. Yeah. Did Jenny want to look tough or something? Was that the reason for it? Or maybe she was just cold. Or maybe she's trying to reunite with the biker gang. Maybe. To learn more about her mom's past. That'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting plot. But I agree with you. I wasn't a fan of the ending. It was very typical. We're running away. Um, there's a chance Netflix might can- uh, cancel us. So, mm-hmm. but shows yeah. that do that, they're always the ones that get canceled because they prepare themselves for it. Exactly. Like I think of Euphoria and the running away. I mean, obviously Rue goes back, but you know. And then, not saying Euphoria got canceled, but you know what I mean. People have been waiting on that season for 9,000 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think of, like, The Riches, which had two seasons. Season two ended like that. They were fleeing. I just don't like the – I don't like it at all. And then Stranger Things, even though it didn't get canceled, they kind of do that with, like, Elle a little bit where she leaves to go find that group or whatever. And I'm like – Oh, Yeah. Well, they did that with the first season, too. Well, I'm not going to hate on the first season, Stranger Things. I think that was good. You know, we think Elle is gone into the un- the upside down. Whatever. Into the unknown. <laughs> to the unknown. No, I was going to say the underground. <laughs> into the underground train station. She said, I got to catch that subway. <laughs> yeah, it was a little cheesy. And also, sometimes the voiceovers were a little cheesy as well. Especially when Georgia was like, I'm going to do what my mom taught me to do. You know, run away from my problems or something like that. Me too. But overall, I think a pretty decent, it was a pretty decent show Mm -hmm. for a Netflix original so far. It felt like they got a lot of content in 10 episodes. I will say 
they were an hour long. Mm-hmm. And just, it's a little too long for me, love. But I liked but, the know. time progression. Because, mm-hmm. like, they could have just made this all take place in the first couple of weeks. But it seemed like it really spanned a it good took- half of the year. Yeah, I would say six months. Because sometimes they would mention something like the re-election. I was like, re-election? Where were, where were they there? And then they would mention this. I mean, we got Halloween thing. by episode five. Mm-hmm. So I like that. But what would you rate this TV show? I think I would give it seven days of school suspension for stabbing your fellow classmate in the hand with a sharpened pencil out of ten. I would rate this 6.5 Britney Spears costumes out of 10. Which Britney would you be? I would be... Hmm. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with all my Britneys in my my life. I guess the... um, the the red suit, Brittany. I don't know. I like the red suit. Okay, I oops, know. I did it again. Yes. Okay, I think I would be... I don't know. I don't know why I feel like I would be Hit Me Baby One More Time, Brittany. A classic. But I want to be I'm a Slave for You, Brittany. I'm just, like, not at that level with myself. You can have two costumes like Max. Listen, that girl committed... She did. She truly did. You know what we should commit to right now? Taking a quiz. I think we should. We are taking a quiz called... What type of mom are you? Cool mom or stay-at-home mom? Because you can't be both. By Beautiful Midnight, a community contributor. Thank you, beautiful... That sounds like a Bath and Body Works scent. It's a little cat. A little cat made this quiz. Beautiful midnight. I wonder if that cat's expecting. That cat's trying to figure out what type of mom they're going to be. What are you having for dinner? Ooh. um, We have some... I thought they were burgers turned to the side at first. Uh, <laughs> they are definitely hot dogs. Uh, I don't really... I, I mean, they're hot dogs, and then we have, it's, what is this, ravioli? It looks like uncooked ravioli. With a little bit of flour. Somebody's been rolling out that pasta dough, and I, su- I support it. Some sushi, some squishy sushi, or McDonald's, because we got McDonald's money. Why does it say McDrive? I've never been to a McDonald's that says McDrive before. Mc, I don't know. You can't just put Mick in front of everything and make, and make it a thing, McDonald's. And Mick make it work? Oh, I see what you did there. Um, I'm going to be honest. That ravioli, uncooked or not, it looks, Me it looks too. like it would slap. I would <laughs> eat it raw. I would just, oop. It looks good, honestly. I mean, it's got that fresh, like, f- someone sprinkled flour on a wooden countertop look. Mm-hmm. Now I want to make pasta. I've never made pasta before, but I want to. You got to get that cranky thing. I do not have that cranky thing. Any plans with the fam this weekend? Um, We have sitting together in large groups on the grass. We have 
staring at a paintbrush dipped in red and yellow to make what color, everyone? Orange. We have shopping because we're rich girls. Gotta buy those kids those back-to-school clothes. Or um, Netflix in my dark red chamber. I know my eyes would be burning in that room. I used to have a red bulb and sit like that, though. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What would I do with the fam on the weekend? I – you know what? I was thinking at first maybe we go to the park. That's what – you know, it forced my kids to go to the park. But I kind of want my kids to be a little artistic. You know, I want them to have that Northwest painting skills. So we're gonna we're gonna do some painting on the weekend. Hmm. I think I cannot imagine shopping with children. I don't think I could do that because I barely like going by myself. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Mm, you know what? I am gonna go with the park, but not this particular park. Okay. I want some more space. I want some social distancing in the mix. Maybe go on a trail, like a you know just walk i want a picnic with like little pitas Uh okay you want that college court picnic Uh uh-huh be like this okay jeremy sit down you're gonna name your kid jeremy (laughs) no i have an uncle with that name that's i would never name a child after someone in my family no shade to anybody i just don't like that whole naming people after other people well there's a lot of like Either, you know, association, living up to expectations, or lack of expectations, you know. He's not a bad uncle, everyone. I just, uh, I wouldn't do that because that's weird to me. Yeah. What would you do if your child got bad grades? Oh, my God. Lecture about consequences? Me going, you know, the consequence of being dumb is not going to college. And you know, if you don't go to college, you won't get a job. And if you don't get a job... You're not going to leave this house and mommy is going to snap. Then we have talk to them, which I mean, aren't all of these talking to them? Yeah. Ground them. But mom, I, I'm struggling. I don't care. I don't care. You weren't struggling when you were hanging out with your friends last weekend. Ooh, that's some mom talk right there. Mm -hmm. Get them a tutor so we can take them to Sylvan. Do you remember the Sylvan Learning commercial? Or Kumon? See, I heard more about Kumon as a kid. So oh, I remember Sylvan more. See, I don't remember Sylvan. I didn't go to either, but like yeah. still. Hmm. See, I don't like the ground them one. Unless you have hard proof that they were doing something just so horrible that got them those bad grades. Um... Talk to them, you know, about what? I mean, what are we talking about? Me when I go up and say, so I saw your report card. And my child is just like. And you're like, good talk. I'm like, like, so you know that there's issues here. Okay, okay, cool. But honestly, they would hate this. But I feel like I would be a get them a tutor type of person. Because let's, let's theoretically say we have a child who likes to go out on the weekends instead of studying, doing their homework before the big math test on Monday. So schedule a tutor on the weekends. They're not going to go out anymore. Katie said grounding and getting a tutor. Uh, 
I don't consider it grounding. I consider it smart parenting. Wow. Katie's parenting book will be on shelves at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million uh, in six months. So keep your eyes out. Paperback and hardcover. Uh Uh-huh. Be sure to look out for that. You can find it on BookTube, TikTube. TikTube. (laughs) TikTube. I need to go to tutoring as well. (laughs) No, that's the name of an episode we do where we just talk about TikTok and YouTube. TikTube. That's our TikTube segment. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm clearly becoming a mom because I don't know what all these cool new generation phrases are. I don't think, I think this is very situational. Because your child, you have to kind of assess like, do we know why these grades are bad? Is it because you just genuinely don't care about school? Or are you actually putting in effort, but you're not getting it? Because there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I think if I had a kid who was a hard worker and I saw that they were doing their best and still just struggling, I wouldn't be angry. Because mm-hmm. everybody's different. Everybody's strengths and weaknesses are different. So I feel like we would have to have a discussion. We would talk it out and decide what we need to do like do we need to think about you know switching our class schedule we need to take that honors down to regular do we need to consider tutoring do we need me to make a youtube playlist anything other than homeschool i'm down yeah you're like i'll give you tutorials but not me personally oh no i'm not a teacher yeah i'm not a teacher So you're the talk to them type of person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Choose a sleepover theme. Oh my God. Okay. Is it mommy's sleepover or for our child? I don't know, to be honest. Maybe both. Maybe like the kids are sleeping over and the moms are also having a sleepover. Oh my God. With our wine. Yes. And our TV. Because we're low-key alcoholics. Just a little bit. Uh, We have spa night. She does not look happy or relaxed at all. She is a mom. She is. Uh, she's got her hair pulled back. She's got the charcoal mask on. She's got the frown of disappointment after talking to her child about their bad grades. Uh, We have pizza making. I would never do that to Katie. Uh, We have <laughs> picture booth after um running in a 5K. That's, a, that's the entire theme. It's just picture booth. Katie would never do that to me. Uh, and then we have movie night with a little popcorn. So this so this might come as a surprise to you. But I remember as a kid going to sleepovers or like teenager, however old I was. And we used to do pizza making. And yes, I did not partake in the eating of the pizza. But I thought making the pizza was so fun. There's something about it. You get you get sloppy sometimes. You get messy. You get sauce everywhere. You can do whatever you want to it. So while I won't be eating the pizza, I do enjoy making them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do. I would not choose photo booth or picture booth or whatever because that just doesn't resonate with me. And spa night, I feel like, is a solo activity. Mm-hmm. So I would go with movie night. But I would want to watch it in peace. <laughs> Do you have nickname a, a nickname for your kids? I mean, do I? Like, 
What kind of nicknames are we talking? Are we talking like they have a really long name given at birth and they just like, we kind of shortened it a little bit? Like what if, I don't know, I named my kid Eleanor and I say L, is that, that's technically a nickname, but are we talking about like, you know, bug, gummy worm, gummy bear? <laughs> I think I would definitely be a nickname parent because I know with my little cousins, I don't call them by their actual names. I am going to name my, I'm going to not name, but you know, nickname them Schnoodle. 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 I've got a tid- Tiddlywinks and um, oh. Mr. Wiggles. <laughs> um, I don't have anybody to nickname, but my nickname growing up, um, Goober, I am still named that to this day. It's a pretty common one. Um, I have another one by my grandmother, but I will not reveal that because it is a little embarrassing. <laughs> so, and then, or Katie Bug, my aunt nicknamed me that. So I am going to nickname my kids. You are. They're going to like it too. Schnoodle. Schnoodlehead. Um, so what type of mom are you, Taylor? Thankfully, I'm a cool mom. Ooh. With all my tick tube. <laughs> it says you know who bts is barely don't come for me y'all i'm aware i just haven't listened to the tunes okay and that's a totally mom thing yeah i i know my daughter listens to this stuff along with that and uh what's his name harry smiles (laughs) he's from that that um you know that boy band yeah three way not in sync no no not one lane seconds. only um two direction no i don't know i can't remember we did mm. the best we could yeah or maybe it's four seconds of fall i think that's it okay cool yeah i think that's it you keep curfews um. reasonable and <laughs> shop at stores your kids like i don't think i would be a curfew parent but that's just me uh you probably have a squad of your own it's hardly popular um i can't believe i used to call like we used to call our group of friends in high school the squad it was it 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 was a 2016 thing everybody okay it It, gives me pain it does um so i am a stay-at-home mom home is where the heart is and that's where you shine you bake with enjoyment and have many classic dinners memorized you love to do homework with the kids and participate in their interests. I got my kids a tutor. I do not enjoy doing homework with my kids. I am paying somebody with my husband's husband's money. With your cousin's money. <laughs> it's hard times, okay? It's very hard. You know, he's just not bringing he's just not bringing home what we want. You got to get that dollar dollar bill somehow. Yeah. Um Wow, I, I wasn't expecting stay-at-home mom. I really wasn't. But, hey, I mean, maybe I can do some cool, like, Pinterest recipes, on, you know, in my free time. Who knows? As a cool mom, I don't even have any free time. Everyone always wants to hang out with me. My kids are always so busy. I'm always trying to call up Taylor. I, I call up Taylor, and I get straight to voicemail nothing and you know what her voicemail says she says sorry too cool to pick up text me when you can 
it says sorry scrolling through TikTube. Um, <laughs> I hope that all of you folks out there make it home in time for curfew. Yes. And when you get home, you know, get under the covers, snuggle up, get on your phone, and give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. And follow us on Twitter. Courage and Doll. And check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.Wixsite.com slash now playing for now. Ooh. She hit y'all with the for now. And if you don't have Twitter, but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us, couragedollpodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Bye. Bye.